You are listening to the spiciest fantasy basketball podcast with the hottest takes. I'm Adam Klepsig. Sorry we haven't put out a podcast in the last couple weeks. Both Michael and I have been pretty busy. Fortunately, Mike could not be with me for this one tonight. I'm going to focus a little bit more on some long-term implications of the latest injury news and going to focus on some waiver wire additions that might help your team. If you notice, the intro music has been updated. Credit to Jackson Neasley for that. He's got a YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, Without further ado, let's hop right into some injury news. Let's get right to it. All right, let's talk injuries. It's honestly not a great thing. It's one of the most sad things about fantasy basketball injuries are never fun you never want to see anyone get injured you know sometimes it's nice when you're playing someone and you're like oh yeah their best players out with illness you know that's fine and all you never want to see anyone break their leg you never want to see anyone have the type of injury that could alter a career and unfortunately that's what we had this past week with Victor Oladipo being out for the year with a ruptured quad tendon. Terrible news for the Indiana Pacers. Victor Oladipo will miss the rest of this season. Probably won't be ready to start next season either. Just an absolutely devastating injury. Best player on one of the most up and coming teams in the NBA. Uh, prayers for Oladipo, and we just better hope that he gets better. In the meantime, if Tyreek Evans is on your waiver wire, go grab him. Now, let's not jump the gun on Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans started at shooting guard when Oladipo missed some time with that knee injury earlier this year, and he didn't really do much with it. So we don't know that Tyreek Evans is going to provide the value that we'd like him to in Oladipo's absence. But he's absolutely worth a speculative add. Um, let's look closer at the rest of the injuries. Let's look at the Hawks. Uh, so Kent Bazemore, he's going to be out a couple more weeks. Um, if Kent Bazemore is on your waiver wire, I would go add him. Before he got hurt, he was providing top 60 value, and a lot of that came from averaging almost two steals per game and a block per game. Really good stuff from Bazemore. Now, the one thing that you're not certain about here with Bazemore is he's almost certain to get traded. When he gets traded, what's his role going to look like with a new team? We don't really know. He doesn't get the same minutes and usage that he was getting on the Hawks before. He might not have the same fantasy output. That being said, I think even with a reduced role, he's still going to be that top 90, top 80 guy, especially if he's still generating those defensive stats. And uh, He's just a couple weeks away from returning, so if he is on your waiver wire and you got that IR spot, he's definitely worth a stash. Um, the other guy on the Hawks that we want to talk about is Kevin Herter. He's been out the last couple games with a neck injury. 
He should be returning soon. It doesn't seem like the neck injury is anything too serious, but just something to monitor. All right, now the Brooklyn Nets. Here's where things get interesting. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to have to have surgery on his finger. That being said, he hasn't elected to have the surgery yet. He probably should, but with the Nets fighting for a playoff spot, Dinwiddie really wants to stick around and play, so we don't know that he's going to have the surgery. That being said, if he plays without having it, he's probably not going to be himself. He was already trending towards drop territory for 12 teams, uh, probably already a drop in 10 team leagues, uh, so it, it's really tough. Uh, with Karis LeVert returning, that's the other injury news on the Brooklyn Nets. Karis LeVert should be returning within the next couple weeks. They've said early February for his timetable to return. Uh, he, you know, he is shooting, running around, doing things that he hasn't been able to do in the past couple months, in the past week. So it's looking good for Levert. Obviously, if Levert was ever dropped in your league, he's the type of guy that you stash, even if you don't have the IR spot. You just eat it because he's been playing that good. Um, yeah, you just got to hope, back to Dinwiddie, that he has the surgery. Honestly, not because you want the guy to go down, but because that's probably what's going to be best for him in the long term. He's not going to be as good if he doesn't have the surgery. He's just not going to be the same Spencer Dinwiddie that we know and love. Um, On to the Chicago Bulls. Wendell Carter Jr. out for the season with thumb surgery. Uh, Devastating news for the Bulls as their young prized rookie center. It's going to be out for the year with that thumb surgery. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson is going to be out for a couple more weeks. Tristan Thompson is going to return probably within the next couple weeks, early February. And Nance just returned from his injury playing in the Friday night game against Miami. Guy to watch on the Cavs, Ante Zizic. It's more of a short-term ad because when Love and TT come back. I don't think he's going to get the minutes he's getting now. But in the short term, Zizic has been a great add. Um, So just something to watch there. Golden State, obviously the big news here is the return of DeMarcus Cousins. Now look, at the beginning of the year, everyone was saying, okay, I don't think this guy's going to be that great when he comes back. You know, there's all these stars on Golden State. What's his role going to look like? We don't know. We don't know. Well, the minutes are pushing up for Boogie. He looks great, honestly. Better than I think anyone would have expected. He's going to be trending towards 30 minutes tonight pretty quick. So if you were the guy that stashed Boogie, this is your moment. He's going to come on. He's going to come on strong. The first few games have looked good. I think it's only going to look better. He looks pretty comfortable within that Golden State offense. And I think as he gets to play with Durant, Clay, Draymond, Curry, I think I think he's going to really fit in with this team. And I think you're going to look at a comfortable top 50 player rest of season. All right, Houston Rockets, Clint Capella is out. 
he'll probably be out for the next three to five weeks. Not good because that will take a lot of people into their fantasy playoffs. Obviously, if anyone drops him and you have an IR spot, you stash Capella. He has been a top 30 guy all season. Chris Paul should be back on Sunday. Great news for the Rockets. Bad news if you're a Jim Harden owner. James Harden's been just ridiculous while Chris Paul has been out. And I still expect Jim Harden to be ridiculous even with Chris Paul back. But obviously, he will defer some of that usage back to Chris Paul. Uh, LA Clippers, not too much there. Lou Williams had a little hamstring injury, only missed a couple games, came back. He's fine. Danilo Gallinari, back spasms. Uh, not great for him. You know, that's one thing that's been great about Gallinari this year. He's been pretty darn healthy. Just hope he just misses a few games with the back spasms. It doesn't seem like anything serious, but obviously the Clippers are going to be cautious with him given his injury history. The L.A. Lakers, wow, what a mess, what a mess. So Luke Walton doesn't know if LeBron is going to be out for days or weeks. There's rumors that LeBron wants Luke Walton fired. And man, when is this guy ever going to learn to actually play for a coach? Uh, You know, LeBron is great. He's the best player in the game, one of the greatest of all time, but He's never listened to a coach in his entire life. And the fact that he wants Luke Walton out just shows that he actually doesn't know what a good coach is if it bit him in the ass. He's just lucky Pat Riley wouldn't let him get rid of Spo in Miami. Anyhow, LeBron's, we don't really have a firm timetable on his return. Could be days, could be weeks. Luke Walton doesn't know because LeBron doesn't talk to him. Lonzo Ball is going to be out until late February. Not good news for him, but it is good news if you're a Rajon Rondo owner because he is back. If Rajon Rondo's on your waiver wire, you go and you add him because with Lonzo Ball out, the usage is going to spike for Rondo. He's already had a couple good games with Lonzo Ball out. Uh, with Memphis, we got Kyle Anderson. Uh, should be back within the next week or two. Nothing too serious with him, but he is out. Uh, definitely definitely worth the, the IR stash if you have the spot. If you don't have the spot, he's probably a drop guy because he's a fringe top 100 guy. Still a guy that you'd want to own. Definitely in 12-team leagues, probably in most 10-team leagues too. Really that defensive stat stuffer. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, Anthony Davis, and we knew this was coming, uh, but he'll be out for another week or so. Nikola Mirotic uh, aggravated a calf strain on Wednesday. Not great news. He just starting to come back into form after returning from an ankle injury, and now he's out again with that calf strain. Not good news for the Pelicans as they are thin at that position as it is. New York Knicks, not great news with Emmanuel Moutier being ruled out for two weeks with a shoulder strain. He had really been starting to come into his own, took control of that point guard position in New York, and was really starting to shine. 
Luke Cornett, that's more of a deep leaguer, but you know he's out for another week or two. We'll see what they do with Cantor. It's likely he's going to be traded, but uh, if Mitch Robinson could ever stay out of foul trouble, he'd be a must-add guy in Cornett's absence. Phoenix, interesting. A uh, couple young players out. TJ Warren has been shut down for the next two to three weeks with an injury. Uh, not great news for the Phoenix Suns. TJ Warren had been putting up a top 30 season kind of out of nowhere on the back of ridiculous percentages, low turnover, and improved three-point shooting, which, like I said, seemingly came out of nowhere. Uh, DeAndre Ayton with a left ankle sprain has continued to miss games. Doesn't seem super serious, but he needs to play. And he hasn't in the last couple games. But we should look for him to return within the next game or two. Uh, Utah Jazz, Ricky Rubio's back. He missed some time with a hamstring strain. But he is back and is Ricky Rubio. So if anyone is foolish enough to drop him, you go and you add him. Uh, with the Detroit Pistons, got Andre Drummond, had the concussion. Looks like he returned on Friday. And I don't think anyone would have dropped Andre Drummond. But obviously if somebody did, you'd pick him up. Uh, but good to see him back with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now we got Jeff Teague, that nagging foot injury. Injuries missed the past couple games. We're not really sure what's going on there. He says he can't run, so that's obviously not good. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Teague with that foot injury, just something to monitor. Shouldn't be too long term, uh, but he hasn't played in a few games, so just keep an eye on that. That will wrap up the injury segment. Let's move on to some waiver wire free agent additions that may help your team. All right, time to talk about some interesting waiver wire free agency ads that could help your team. Uh, let's start with the obvious Tyreek Evans and Darren Collison. Both players are going to see an increase in minutes and usage in the wake of the Victor Oladipo injury. If you're in a deeper league, guys like Corey Joseph and Aaron Holiday both get a bump. Um, I really think Collison is going to be the main beneficiary over Tyreek because earlier in the season when Victor Oladipo missed a month with that knee injury, Collison was playing really well providing similar value to what he was doing last year. And Tyreek, not so much. He was still really struggling. Um, obviously, you've heard in the last few podcasts us mentioning Derek White and Tomas Sadoransky. Both of those guys are clear must-ads. If nobody in your league has added them yet, you make sure you go ahead and you do that right now. Um, Kenneth Freed. Bought out by the Brooklyn Nets, signed with the Houston Rockets. In the wake of the Clint Capella, interesting. He he's a really interesting guy to add. Uh, he's started his last game. He looks pretty good. I think you go take a look at Kenneth Fareed. Uh Ivica Zubak. What a mess the Lakers center situation is. It looks like JaVale McGee is the best center on that team. Luke Walton kind of gives 
Tyson Chandler, JaVale McGee, and Ivica Zubak a timeshare now. But before, Ivica Zubak wasn't playing any minutes. Now that he is playing, you know, he's worth a look. He's pretty good. He's He gets you points, good field goal percentage, rebounds. Sometimes he'll get you defensive stats. If the minutes push up, he's definitely a guy to monitor. Dwayne Dudman, another guy. Uh, he's actually he's a top 70 player on the year. Why he is available on a lot of waiver wires is staggering to me. Dwayne Dudman, over anyone else I list on this waiver wire free agency list, is a guy you go at because he's been in the same situation all year. A lot of these other players I'm going to talk about, you want to add them because something has happened. There's been an injury to somebody else on their team. There's been a role change. That's not been the case with Deadman. When he's been healthy, he's been the starting center for the Hawks. He's played 30 minutes. And he's been good. He's been damn good. You go and you add him if for whatever reason he's available. Jean Rondo, clear must-add in the wake of the Lonzo Ball injury. Marvin Bagley came back from that bone bruise in his knee. Looks pretty good. Nemanja Bialika missed a couple games, and they started Bagley, and he's played pretty well in them. He's a clear must-add in 10 and 12 team leagues, and obviously anything deeper. Julio Okafor, this is more of a short-term add with Mirtich and Davis out but he's been getting minutes, and he's actually been killing it. Uh, good to see Oakford doing something because he looked, quite frankly, like a turd up until now, um, but good for Okafor. Uh, Josh Jackson, this is more of a speculative ad. He's been very hot and cold, but man, when he's hot, he's good. He'll have good percentages. He'll get you defensive stats, points. Uh, if, he, if this guy could just find a way to do it consistently, I mean, man, he's a guy with top 50 upside. Kelly Oubre Jr. has really started to fit in with the Suns. Uh, he is a clear must-add in 10s, 12s, anything deeper. He looks really good. Defensive stats, threes, decent percentages, points, it's all there. It's really starting to come together for Oubre. Kevin Horter. Really starting to play well before he got hurt. Injuries, nothing too serious, just a minor neck injury. Uh, so if Horter is available, I would take a look at him. He is really starting to push up with the minutes and the role of, with the Hawks. And uh, he is a multi-stat contributor, so a lot of value there with Horter. And if he continues to play over 30 minutes a night, uh, he's definitely a must-add in 12s, but he will probably then be a must-add in 10s, too. In the wake of the Wendell Carter injury, uh, Bobby Portis is a must-add. His minutes and usage are through the roof. He's been starting at center since the Wendell Carter injury. So obviously, if Portis is available, you go and you add him. All right, and that concludes the waiver wire segment. And that will do it for tonight's podcast. Just a short little one. Didn't want to go into too much detail. I wanted to put something out there because hadn't done one in a few weeks. 
Uh, thanks again to Jackson Neasley for the updated intro music. Should have some nice little transitions between the segments from him that will be coming up on upcoming podcasts. Podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. I know I had been mentioning that on previous episodes, but it's finally here. You can now listen to Habanero Hoops on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone for tuning in, and I look forward to talking with you all on Sunday. Goodbye, everyone.